This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Well, Yankee fans, you did it. You screamed, you begged, you yelled, you pontificated, you stood on your soapbox and demanded that the Yankees do something. Bring somebody up from the minor leagues. Bring somebody up and bring them up now. I feel like uh, Jimmy Walker doing those Medicare commercials <laughs> when I just did that. Now, Yankees got some players. Oswaldo Cabrera is up. Esteban Florial is up. Ron Marinaccio is up. Clay Holmes, out. 15-day IL with lower back spasms. So the question becomes, is that why he's been struggling? Has he been trying to change his motion because his back is is uh, been tweaking him a little bit? Is that why he's struggling? Well, we'll find out when he gets back. Miguel Andujar, down again. Tim LaCastro, down again. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what this young youth brings up. As if youth are old, right? We'll see what... We'll see what the youth do for this Yankee lineup that has been struggling. Hey, two runs tonight. Hey, hey. that's like a lot. I got to tell you, when Tampa jumped out 3-0, I was like, am I going to have to sit down and talk Yankee fans off the ledge after another shutout? But the Yankees have picked up a couple of runs. And now they got a rain delay. And who knows what happens after the rain delay, right? Who knows? Things could open up. This could be a great opportunity for the Yankees to get things going and get a win. Man, do they need a win and right now. As far as the Mets are concerned, they had a rain delay too. And they came back and Max Scherzer had been rolling until here in the seventh inning. And it's just funny. I think I think Keith Hernandez jinxed him, right? Because Keith Hernandez was just saying, hey, you know, another quick inning from Maxie. <laughs> And he can, you know, pitch the eighth. Well, Atlanta now has the bases loaded with one out in the bottom of the seventh. And we will have a pitching change. Adam Adovino will come in and we'll keep you updated on what goes on with the Mets and the Yankees. But until those games are over, and I know everybody's engrossed, especially the Yankee fans are just like, hey, let's talk a little football, shall we? At 1-800-919-3776. We'll talk some Giants football to begin because Brian Dayball did something that, well, our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, said was a huge mistake. I'll tell you what he said, and then we'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum as to why it was a huge mistake. But Brian Dayball said that Tyrod Taylor will receive some first-team reps in the team's drills at training camp. Now, supposedly, it's just to keep their options open and keep Taylor ready if he needs them. Remember, Daniel Jones is their number one quarterback. Daniel Jones is their number one quarterback. If I say it enough, will you believe it? Daniel Jones is their number one quarterback. But could Taylor take over Jones' spot in the regular season? All right, here's uh, let's hear from Mike Tannenbaum as to why this was a mistake by the Giants coach. 
I think that was a rookie mistake by Brian Dayball, which is all he had to do is come out at the beginning of the training camp and say, hey, this is training camp. You're going to see our kicker punt. You're going to see our punker kick. You're going to see Daniel Jones run the ball. You're going to see Tyrod Taylor take some reps with the ones. We got to do what we have to do to get our team ready to go. So, you know, to me, it's really a non-story. And I think this is Brian just sort of like working his way through, you know, dealing with the New York media, which, by the way, as we all know, is undefeated. That's right, Tannenbaum. We always get what we want, us New York media. We always get what we want. <laughs> nice little shot in there by, by the former GM of the Jets. Uh, so let's go back in here from Brian Daybell. Brian, um, so really, Taylor's going to get first-team reps? Yeah, as we get going here in, in terms of the preseason games, you know, we'll talk about whatever we think is best. But you know, I have full confidence in Daniel and, and full confidence in Tyrod and what his role is. Each day we'll, we sit there, we evaluate the guys, but will he get a few reps here or there? He might. Uh, is that a knock on Daniel Jones? Absolutely not, no. I mean, I learned from a pretty good coach a while ago. You know, usually he doesn't tell those guys when he throws them in because that's what the backup's job role is, is you have to go in in a split second and not like, you know, you prepare like you're a starter, but, you know, fourth play of the game, something happens, you're in, you got to be ready to go. So, you know, I don't necessarily think we'll tell – Tell those guys when that'll happen. All right, that that's that's reasonable. I mean, I don't think it's a bad deal uh, for Tyrod Taylor as Adam Adovino gets a double play to get out of the inning. Great job by Adam. Um, I know they're going to probably look at the. Well, they're going to ask for a video replay. Uh, they probably will because they got nothing to lose. Um, I hear what, and I understand what Brian Dayball is saying. And I don't think, honestly, that he owes the media any explanation. I don't think he had to say what Mike Tannenbaum said he had to say. You're going to see this. You're going to see that. You're going to see this. You're going to see. No, he was safe. You're going to see this. You're going. That's going to be overturned. You're going to see this. You're going to be see that. You're going to see this. You're going to see that. I don't think he has to say anything. I think he was just being honest. And he said, listen, uh, yeah, he's going to get some first team reps. Now, I think it is a very good move. Because it lets Daniel Jones know, once again, just a reminder, this this number one spot's not going to be given to you. You have to earn it. You have to earn this spot. We have to see what you are able to bring to the table with this offense. All right? Now, does that mean that there's a possibility that Daniel Jones is, um, you know, not going to be the starting quarterback? Of course. That's what you want. That's why you want to have this, this uh, competition. Okay? That's what you want. You want, him, you want him to see what he brings to the table. So, once again, I have no problem with uh, Tyrod Taylor taking first-team first reps. And to be honest, Brian Dabo told the media that intentionally because he wanted everybody to know. So the play was overturned. It's now 6-2 Atlanta, and they have uh, a runner at first. So, listen, it's only been one preseason game, and Daniel Jones was okay. Tyrod Taylor was better. And again, runners at first and third. Tyrod Taylor was better because Tyrod Taylor knows the offense. So this is really interesting now, right? Because... We, we we look at the Giants the same way we looked at the Jets last year. In the sense of this is the they everybody's playing for a job. 
there's not a lot of expectation with the Giants. This is the outside looking in. All right, there's not a lot of expectation with the Giants. Okay, we we want to see what Daniel Jones looks like. Maybe they've already made their decision on Daniel Jones. I mean, they've had he's had OTAs. They had the extra extra camp because it's a new head coach. So maybe they already know. But nevertheless, you want to see you, you're trying to give him the weapons and so on and so forth. So you want to see what what he what he's able to do. All right. But so you're looking at this from the outside. You say, well, you know, look, this is about them deciding what Daniel Jones is. So they'll play the season out. They'll see if he, what he can do. They'll see if he improves. They'll see if he can stay healthy, which is something that he's not been able to do. Okay, so they'll figure all that. They'll figure all that out now. Okay, well, maybe it, maybe the Giants are like, well, it doesn't mean that we're trying to lose intentionally. <laughs> okay, just because, just because we have Daniel Jones here, we're trying to figure out what's going on. We're still trying to win football games here. We're not tanking this season. We still want to win. And so if they believe that at the end, Tyrod Taylor gives them the best opportunity to win, then they're going to go with Tyrod Taylor, perhaps. Because it means that they've already seen enough from Daniel Jones to say, you know what? We don't want this guy. Three-run homer by Grossman, Robbie Grossman off Adam Adovino. It's now 6-5 Mets. Ooh, a little nervous. Ooh. 1-800-919-3776. We'll get your thoughts on whether Daniel Jones should be the starting quarterback for the Giants. And our Keyshawn Johnson, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m., has, well, he believes that Daniel Jones, well, I'll tell you what he has to say about Daniel Jones and his position on the Giants next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Let's talk a little Giants football. We'll hear from Keyshawn Johnson in a minute on what he thinks about uh, what's going on at Giants training camp with the two quarterbacks. But right now, let's hear from Will in Roxbury. Will, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, how you doing, Will? Good night. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Will. What's up, my uh, friend? All right, listen. I've been a Giants fan for over 40 years. And I saw Daniel Jones throw for 24 touchdown passes as a rookie and made some throws that if you're a bum, you don't make. So this kid has a lot of ability. They compare him to Ryan Tannehill. He's got a much better arm than Ryan Tannehill. What happened was you get two years of Joe Judge. Now you want to talk about a bum. Now that was a bum. He had no business being a head coach. So now... You get Brian Dable, a more offensive-minded head coach. Now he's another coach. And I don't know if one year of Brian Dable is going to fix the damage. I mean, I, I want to see. Listen, I, 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 physical ability is not everything. Because I saw Jeff George throw the football line. Were you there? Throw the football like Jeff George. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that guy was amazing. But there was, was. nothing upstairs. So he didn't, he didn't amount to anything. So obviously he's got to have something upstairs, which I think Daniel Jones has. But one year, I don't know if they can fix the damage. I want to ask you something. What happens if the Giants go, let's say, 9-8 and eight or 8-9? Eight and nine? What do you do, Bill? What do you do? You, you, I don't want to start over again. You feel me? I, I, we can't do this again. Well, so, I think you're going to start know. over. 
I think you're going to start yeah. over again, Will. I do, because here's the issue. Okay. You're up against the clock, and thanks for the phone call as far as whether you're going to sign him. You're not going to sign him. What are you gonna, you're not going to sign him to a multi-year deal, and you're not going to sign him to a one-year contract. You're just not. I mean, he has his first year, Will, was his best year. He made throws. You're right. His completion percentage was very good. I mean, it deteriorated some over the years, and yeah, you're right. He's had a number of different coaches and a number of different offensive coordinators. There's been no continuity in Daniel Jones's life. The problem is that when he's on the field, he has turned the ball over, either fumbling or interceptions, and he's not been healthy for a full season. So these are all issues that as the new coaching and general manager staff coming in, you're looking at this and you're like, I need a guy that I can depend on. My my franchise quarterback has got to be available for me as much as possible. And unfortunately for Daniel Jones, not totally his fault, but it's not been it's not been the case. Some of it's been offensive line issues, some of it is, you know, him running recklessly, not protecting himself. There's been a number of different things. And some are just freak accidents from being on the football field. But the bottom line is the Giants have to make a decision on, and they've already said we're not picking up the fifth year option. So he's playing for his football career right now. He is. And he needs to have a really good season. And I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know where that stands right now. Now, once again, he was okay. I mean, he had some guys drop some balls. It, it would, it would be nice if his receivers would help him out a little bit, but you know, Tyrod Taylor just came in and and just from what I saw in the preseason game, and once again, it's hard to judge because what Tyrod Taylor came in against the twos and he was playing against the twos and, the, and some of the twos and some of the threes. So, of course, he was going to look better. Of course, it was a little easier for him to move the football. Now, this week, we'll get a little better test because he'll be in another, probably another couple of series, maybe longer. So we'll be able to judge a little bit more about how he's commanded this offense, what he does, how he looks, so on and so forth. So that's what I'm hoping for, to give, you know, to give them a better eye. But once again, they've, they've seen a lot of him. They've seen him. First of all, they've watched a ton of video on him, and they've seen him up close and personal, and they know how he's handling the offense and whatnot. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You want more time, but they don't have any more. That's been it's five years. You should know something about your quarterback in five years. Most honestly, quarterbacks don't normally get five years to prove what they have. If they don't make it in like three to four years, okay, he's a backup guy. He's a backup guy. Here's what Keyshawn Johnson said about the competition between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. They already got a count for Daniel Jones or how it's going to go in a regular season. They're not going to mess around with him. They're going to play with him for about three to four to five games and see how it goes. It's a quiet competition for later in the season. No matter how well Tyrod can go out there and score on every single possession throughout the regular preseason. I mean, the rest of the preseason. Daniel Jones still going to start Daniel week Jones one. Daniel Jones still going to start week one if he's healthy. All right. So what do you think is the future for Daniel Jones, Key? I don't believe that Daniel Jones will be 
a reclamation project for someone. I think he'll be a backup after this season. He'll be a lifetime backup. First of all, Dave Gettleman reached for him. Nobody else was going to do that. Nobody else was doing that. Many people said that Mitch Trubisky was one, two, three, four, five of the draft. So he gets another opportunity from a reclamation standpoint. Much success, like you said, he had success. Daniel Jones, zero success, and nobody was reaching for him. Nobody. So they're not going to give him an opportunity. All right, so that's what Keyshawn Johnson thinks about Daniel Jones and his situation. And he might be right. And you could see that. They will give Daniel Jones an opportunity to start the season. I agree with Key a thousand percent. They'll give him an opportunity to start the season. They'll see how far he goes. They'll see what he does. And eventually, they will make a decision on him. And if it comes to a point where Jones is costing them games, okay, he may be playing, all right? He may be playing badly or he may be playing okay, but he's not costing them games. Maybe it's a bad defensive play. Maybe it's, you know, something else. All right? So that that's going to be the decision. But eventually, they will determine whether or not they're going to keep him as the starter. And once they... Once they bring in Tyrod Taylor to be the starter, then Daniel Jones is is done with the Giants. His Giants career is over. It's going to be over. I mean, there are many of us who right now feel that Daniel Jones is not the franchise is not a franchise quarterback. Is he a good quarterback? He's an inconsistent quarterback. And see, here's the tricky part for the Giants, right? Is because I hear Key saying four or five games and then they'll make a decision. Here's the interesting part for me. Do you, where do you draw the line from making sure we get a good draft so we can get a quarterback in this upcoming draft and having a decent season, but not good enough to, to hurt us in the draft? Does that make sense? In other words, what I'm saying is, where's the line drawn in the minds of Giants ownership? and their front office and coaching staff as to when you pull the plug on Daniel Jones to make sure that you don't finish too good that you don't get the quarterback you may be searching for this upcoming season. All right, because nine and eight, uh, eight, nine, seven and 10 does not do you any good. You need to be in a spot where you're going to get, you're assured that you're going to get one of the top quarterbacks that's coming out. Okay? So 8, 9, 7, and 10, okay, it's a losing record, but, I mean, the way the Giants have played over the past couple of years, you'll take 7 and 10. That's that's an improvement, considering how Dave Gelderman left you financially with the salary cap. You're not sure who your starting quarterback is. You weren't sure what was going on with your running back, Saquon Barkley. You've got a number of receivers who are in and out of your lineup. You don't have a a, a number one tight end. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So for them, which is why I said in the beginning, they're kind of like in the same position where the Jets were last year. There's no expectations for this Giants team. So if they're able to give you six, seven wins, that's like, wow, we did great. But where do you draw that line to make sure you get the quarterback that you want? 
That's the key question. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. We got runners on first and second with nobody out in the bottom of the seventh. DJ, what I tell you about DJ LeMahieu? He came off the bench. First, first, pow, base hit. So we'll see what happens here. IKF is up. Um, so we'll keep you apprised on what's happening there. Mets holding on to a 6-5 lead. I I think we might hear early trumpets in Atlanta tonight. I mean, and well, it won't be for the, it'll be it won't be for <laughs> Diaz because they have a player that uses the same walk-up tune. Every time I hear it, I'm looking around. I'm waiting for why is Diaz coming up in the, in the in the bottom of the inning? Oh, that's this other guy. Get your thoughts on Daniel Jones. One 3776 Go to Middletown. That's where Hector's hanging out on 987 ESPN. What's up, Larry? How are you? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? Um, my belief in Daniel Jones is, uh, as you said, he's playing for his career. I think he would have to have an excellent season just to be considered keeping on the Giants. I think he's playing for a backup role as a career. Um, I think the Giants are done with him. I actually think if they win eight or nine games, it's going to hurt them because they're not mm-hmm. going to do anything in the playoffs, and their draft position is going to be terrible for next year's quarterback class, which is supposed to be you know, loaded. So I think that he needs to go. Like he needs to go. <laughs> Are you a Giant fan, Hector? I am not, but I'm I'm a realist, and I'm from New York, so I I definitely follow the Giants. Yeah, they're in the tough spot. They're they're in the tough spot here because, uh, and thanks for the phone call, because they have to make a decision, right? And it's clear that they um they need to see something from this guy, right? They need to see something. But I really feel that they kind of already know what they want to do. I do. I think they kind of know. Now, he could he could surprise them. He could come up and, you know, put some put some great games together and 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 show you that he can handle you know, the play calling and handle the offense and do something, but it's 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 um it's tricky. It's tricky. And I really, really, really uh, don't think that he's going to be that guy. But you never know. Okay, I, I just perceive him to be uh, like a middle of the like like a middle of the road quarterback. I think Dave and Rick were talking about that last week. You know, DP turned Rothenberg five to eight on ninety eight seven ESPN in the morning. They were talking about that last week, and, and I think I agree with Rick. I think Daniel Jones is a middle of the road quarterback. Now, he has he has he's teased you with potential. He's teased you with you know some really accurate throws, but the biggest problem is, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't they just don't score. The red zone is brutal for them, and I think that's what's going to be the biggest key. They've got to be able. To, they've got to be able to score some points in the red zone. They just have to. They have to. And they've not been able to do that. And uh, that's going to be the biggest issue and the biggest problem that they have. Now, I do think it's going to be different this year because I think with the creativity, as one of the other callers were talking about that Brian Dayball has, with using Saquon Barkley, throwing him the ball, and not just handing it to him, He's got great hands throwing the ball to him out of the backfield and let him do some plays and line up and do some things. I think that would be, 
you know, advantageous for that offense. But for me, the lack of a tight, a, 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 you know, a, a, a consistent tight end, uh, you know, injuries, Sterling Shepard in and out of the lineup, Kenny Galladay just has not been, I mean, everywhere I go, I'm hearing his name. Every, I'm looking at different, I'm looking at different uh, websites and TV shows and, you know, debate shows. And he is, he's the number one topic of conversation. Right when we talk Giants, it's about what's going on with Kenny Galladay. You know, had a drop in the in the preseason game. Is he ever going to be the guy that the Giants thought they were getting when Gettleman signed him? And he needs to have. And once again, they looked at him, and they said, "Boy, this is a tall receiver that's going to be just unbelievable in the red zone. This is what we need." Like kind of like what you post up in basketball, but it's not come to fruition. He's not been able to consistently do that. And I'm still waiting for Kadarius Toney, who I think could be a very, very good player as far as being able to, you know, make some big plays. I, I saw him in the game last year, a game and a couple of, of plays in another game, and he was really good. And you could see, not, I'm not saying he's Odell Beckham Jr., but he can be a guy who consistently could make some plays if he ever, you know, found a way to be consistent and get on the field. So we'll see what happens with the Giants. Edwin Diaz has come on to pitch the eighth. And he's gotten the first, he's retired the first two batters as the Mets hold on to that 6-5 lead. Yankees, IKF flied out. So the Yankees are still leading 4-2 with Andrew Benintende at bat. Back to the phones we go with Greg and Piscataway. Hey, Greg, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, Larry? I'm doing good, Greg. What's going on? I'm good, man. Hey, so, I mean, I think with Daniel Jones, I think he's in a lose-lose situation because if he's not top three or top five quarterback, there's no way the New York fan base and the New York media is going to let this guy live. Um, and I don't necessarily think that you need, you know, an elite quarterback to be a Super Bowl contender. But in this situation, this guy, he can't just be, you know, an average quarterback and you can't you can't sell the fan base that – we're going to build around him. We're going to build a strong defense. We're going to build a strong running game and still, you know, be a contender. This guy, he might as well just pack his bag now because he he can't he can't win, you know? And and I don't necessarily agree with it, but it just it just is what it is. He can't he's not going to be able to succeed in it, in this environment. Are you a Giants fan, Greg? It's a one in a million chance. I am. All right, so let me ask you this. Huh? If if you you've got a head coach that I think is probably the most creative offensively that you've had in in a while. Can we agree on that? Uh-huh. Potentially? Yep, absolutely. Do absolutely. you think he can put uh, Daniel Jones in situations where he can bring out the best of what Daniel Jones can do and then so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but he could be a quote game manager quote player that can give you a chance to make some score some points in the red zone. Would that be would that be okay with you to move forward with him as your franchise quarterback? Or would you rather just say, you know what, I don't I'm not really sure in the five years, I just rather move on and let me go get somebody else. No, yeah, I mean I, I would be fine with it. Just because again, I'm not of the belief that you have to have Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady to win a championship. You know, there's there's been teams in the past 
that have been successful. Again, with a strong team, with a strong coach, and a, play, a coach that utilizes those players' assets instead of saying, oh, he's not, you know, Patrick Holmes, get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what I believe. I don't think that Giants fans and the New York media is going to let this guy survive if he's just a game manager that, you know, like you said, the coach has some creativity and he's able to put some points on the board. I don't well, think I'll so. This, I'll say this, Greg, and thanks for the phone call. If he starts winning, what are you going to do? <laughs> and listen, I understand what you're saying. There's been a lot of cases, but you know what? It helps if you do have a Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. You know, it, it helps. It, it definitely helps. It makes the job a little bit easier on your offensive coordinator. But if they win, you don't argue with success. You don't. As a matter of fact, if they win, it's probably the worst thing that could happen <laughs> because they may want to move on, right? They may feel like, that's not what I want to do. We we may feel like that, um, you know, we want, this is how we have it going and he's just holding a, he's just holding a place for us till we figure out what we're going to do. And remember, they've got Tyrod Taylor, so even if they draft a quarterback, it doesn't mean he's got to play right away. They've got a guy who already knows the offense, so he could be a bridge quarterback until they get what they want. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Well, the Yankees got one run. It's now 4-3. Bases loaded, one out. And I'll get to the calls in a second. We're talking Giants. Because now people are just going to be, they're just going to be, if the Yankees lose this one, they're going to go wild. Fairbanks walks Judge on four pitches. And Glaber comes up and swings at the first pitch. Why would you swing at the first pitch? He's just throwing four straight balls. Can you look at a couple of pitches first? Okay, it's not like you guys are hitting the ball all over the ballpark. If he can't control it, listen, take the walk. Get the runs in. <laughs> Tie the game. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got to think. Come on, Glaber. I understand you want to be aggressive, but you got to think of the situation. He's thrown four straight balls. I mean, he balking at the he was balk, barking at the umpire and whatnot. You know, that doesn't mean you're gonna get him next inning either. I mean, they were off the plate. What do you want? They were out of the box. Although, I'm beginning to wonder if this box means anything. Because I've seen pitches like two, three inches outside the box that were called strikes. So I don't know what the box... I think that you take the box off the screen. Because <laughs> the box doesn't mean anything. Unbelievable. Mets trying to get uh, an insurance run as they bat in the top of the ninth. One out, runner on first. As Edwin Diaz looking for a six-out save. 1-800-919-3776. Robert's in Rockland. Robert, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how are you? Good, Robert. What's up? Um, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, right? Now, mm-hmm. you guys are talking about if Daniel Jones is not doing well, you should yank him up. Isn't the purpose of switching quarterbacks is to give the team a spark and win more games? If he's losing, bearing, bearing injuries, let him finish the season out. So we can, so we can, so we can get a better pick in the draft, right? Wouldn't that be like the, the normal thought behind it? Why would you yank him out if he's losing? 
Well, once again, it depends on, and I don't remember where they draft, so I have to look that up, and I'll check that during the next break on where the Giants are supposed to draft this year. Um, so that that will be part of it. But yeah, you're right. But once again, they have a decision to make on Daniel Jones. And so, Robert, for, for them, and thanks for the phone call, they're going to stick with him as long as he's playing decently. It's it's if he's just awful, that's when they'll pull him. Okay, that that's what we're saying. So he'll get five or six games, and if they if they for example, if they're zero and six or zero and five, zero and six, one and five, then they might make a decision to say, okay, let's go with Tyrod Taylor. Because at one and at zero and six, for example, okay, seventeen games, they're not going to win eleven straight. <laughs> oh, they, they, they'll win more, but I don't think they're going to win eleven straight. So we'll see how how that goes. We'll see because that's why I say this is an interesting scenario for them. What is the cutoff line to make sure that you're going to get the quarterback that you're looking for? Obviously, the worst the worst record, the better chance you have. It's not like the NBA. There'll be no, there'll be no uh, little little piglet footballs in a little vacuum somewhere with numbers one and eleven on it. <laughs> All right, it's where you finish. Your record tells where you draft. Very simple. Your record tells where you draft. So I agree with you. It would make sense for them to stay with him, but I do think that you know it, it's tricky because you do owe it to your veterans. Okay, to try and uh, have a representative team out there because you can lose your team quickly. You can lose your team. If you're losing and guys sense that, okay, they're just doing this, they're they're tanking this year. Uh, No, I'm not trying to, you know. You you got veterans who are trying trying to win. So that's the tricky thing. You have to balance that out as well because you can lose the locker room quickly, quickly. Robbie's in Massachusetts. I wonder what Robbie wants on 987 ESPN. Hi, Robbie. Hey, Larry. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. Hey, my question for you. Trevino in the seventh inning in a game that's pretty close. High leverage situation. Why Trevino? (laughs) Uh, Because Boone didn't think he was going to get any more runs. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I, 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 sometimes I'd rather watch Flies fornicate than watch the Yankees at this point. But, I mean, this is what kills me about the Yankees. I always talk about situational hitting. Here's Aaron Judge. He gets up. He walks on four pitches. So what does Glaber do? Swings at the first pitch or the next right. pitch. It's like, you know, I mean, Glaber, it's like he hits a home when you're feeling good. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this is what kills me, all right? The idea that Boone finally, finally got his head together and I said to some one of my friends, they said, bat IKF ninth and bat Benny first, right? So he did, right? But then he has, <laughs> I mean, I know Glaber hit a home run, but isn't it kind of stupid to put Glaber behind Judge? And Glaber's been hitting about 170 since the All-Star break. Well, I mean, does I it really make any trying, sense at all? Yeah, yeah, but I think, Robbie, here's what he's trying to do. I think he's, yeah, yeah. he's knowing that, uh, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. Yeah. I think what he's doing is his thought process was, look, they're not going to keep pitching to Judge. So maybe... He'll get some better pitches, maybe, because they're pitching around Judge and they're still a little concerned about him. And, you know, maybe, maybe this is where Glaber 
maybe maybe Glaber can make some connection and get Judge in because he hasn't gotten on base for Judge to hit him in. <laughs> That's for sure. But, I, you know, I'm just guessing. I don't know why he decided. Listen, Aaron Boone's just trying to do something to shake the lineup up. And I get it. He's got some young kids, brought some young kids up, put them in the lineup. You know? He put IKF ninth, which you like. Benintendi, leadoff spot, which is good. Okay? So, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying about Trevino um, pitching. Maybe it's, maybe, you know, that's who he had available. He's trying to hold other folks. I don't know who's available because, uh, you know, he's thinking about what's going on with uh, Toronto coming in, starting tomorrow night for for a weekend set. So maybe he's just trying to gauge who he's got. But uh, I'll say this, um, that extra run is big right now. That extra run is big. As uh, Tampa's batting, top of the eighth, leading 4-3. Mets trying to get some insurance. They got runners in second and third with uh, two out, with one out, rather, in the top of the ninth. And they've got Pete Alonso at bat. So, Pete, a nice little hit here would be very good. It'd be very good. I don't know if that would they would pull Diaz if they got the, ex- the, the extra runs. That would be interesting to see, or whether they would let him go with the, the six-out save. But once again, talking about the Giants, so here's here's the scenario that Giant fans want to see, okay? Is this your franchise quarterback? Well, we'll find a lot out about him this week. And in the coming weeks, we'll find out what the deal is with him. And then, of course, there's the Jets. And Keyshawn Johnson has really been consistent about Zach Wilson. Over the past couple of days, he feels that Zach Wilson did not deserve to be the second overall pick in the draft. That uh, right now, um, that he's not going to be what the Jets are looking for. But he does admit that Wilson is going to continue to be the quarterback, and he'll tell you the only way that doesn't happen. If this season is a disaster and they fire Robert Sala and they bring in a new head coach who now says, you know, I like the Zach Wilson kid. I like CJ Stroud. That's different. But it's Robert Sala is there. So here, look, man, all three of them are tied to the hip. Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and Zach Wilson. As Zach goes, they go. Yeah, that's it. That's why coaches, nothing gets coaches and GMs fired faster than a bad quarterback draft. Nothing, nothing happens. That, that's, that's what really, really, really causes problems. I don't think this year is going to be a disaster for Zach Wilson, though. I just don't. I think, he's going to be, I think he's going to be better than we expect. Do I think he's going to be as great as some of my colleagues at ESPN, like Dan Olofsky and some others have said? i got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm ready to pump the brakes on that. But I do think that he'll be better. And I'm very curious to see how he's going to perform when he gets back. Um, now we've had these conversations before about Joe Flacco. He throws a better ball and that's what Garrett Wilson was talking about. The ball's right there and everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a guy who's played like decades <laughs> over a decade. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. So obviously he understands There's, And the big thing that, and the big thing that he talked about, which is something that a lot, not just Zach Wilson, but a lot of young quarterbacks have trouble learning is 
touch that you don't throw the same ball all the same. You don't throw the same ball for every route. You don't throw it 90 miles. You don't throw it 100 miles an hour on a 10-yard out like you throw it 100 miles an hour on a go route down the sideline. And that's the biggest difference, right? Because young quarterbacks love to show off their arm. Josh Allen has a cannon for an arm. But it's as he became more of a quarterback with touch and feel. Okay, I got to take something off. I may have to sidearm. I saw Tyrod Taylor do that. May have to sidearm. Who who throws sidearms better than Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? All right, so as you get older, as you gain experience, these are the things you have to do at quarterback. You make adjustments. Okay, it's really tough for a receiver for you to throw the ball 90 miles an hour and, and like 10 yards away. Yes, I know the receiver is supposed to catch the football. It's the National Football League. I got it. I know. But if you took a little off, it would make his job a little bit easier. And so that's what you're looking for is a little touch. And and it, it's like, I'll give you the baseball. I'll give you the baseball equivalent. It's like you want, I don't want a thrower. I want a pitcher. Okay, I want a pitcher that can take a little off, add some, move the ball up and down, give me some location. That's what I'm looking for in my quarterback. Okay? I want a quarterback that can do some things that can, you know, help me out and put me in a situation where you can make a play. And so that's the difference that you're hearing. Mets up, by the way, 8 5. Peter Alonzo, big two-out hit. Big. And that is action in the Met bullpen, so maybe Diaz doesn't come out for the six-out save. We'll see what Walton wants to do. So that's that's what you're looking for here. With, with uh, That's what you're looking for with Zach Wilson. Do I hear... Do I hear an organ or something in the studio? good does that feel for Anthony Rizzo? Solo home run. The Yankees have tied the game at four. Vogelbach with an RBI double is now 9-5 Mets. So I don't think we'll see uh, Edwin Diaz in the uh, comeback. 